Welcome to the October 7th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com daily podcast where we cover the biggest stories in Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency. Today we have a special and exclusive interview with Pete Mardell, the CEO of Triforce Tokens, who is launching innovative blockchain and crypto integrated gaming software. Diving right into the interview. So you're the CEO of uh, Triforce? Yeah, correct, yes. So tell me about Triforce. What is it about? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of give you the, the, the short pitch, I guess. So we've created um, a full house game publishing framework that's enhanced by blockchain technology for game development studios. So essentially, we're, we're creating a, a, a framework that game studios can launch their games through um, successfully. The biggest challenge in this industry or that game studios face is player retention. So that single key metric will determine the profitability of a game and how long it remains in the market. Um, if you consider in the past year, there's been well, well over 3,000 new game releases and a typical gamer will only purchase about 10 of those games per year. So the competition is extremely fierce. So we focused on that one key metric um, and created technology that will integrate, or we have had it integrated in, directly into games. And it's proven to increase that player retention by a factor of about 1.6 compared with industry standards. Um, for example, a good player retention rate for you know after 30 days of gameplay would be about 5%. So you've launched a game, you would expect around out of 100 people, after 30 days, five people would, would be remaining on the game playing it. Um, for one of our games, Wargate, we achieved 6.7% a, a on day 30 um, for quite a a very niche sort of game as well um, from our reward system so what we're creating is the operational structure technology framework uh, and network to attract game studios who release their games through us we help them launch their games increase their play retention and um, for, alongside that we secure re revenue share agreements similar to how traditional game publishers do as well um, the, the, the second piece of you know, major technology we've got is dynamic advertisement. That will allow uh, brands to place uh, campaigns directly into games and brand game objects. For example, a vending machine or like a petrol station or even a vehicle. So a brand could come along, choose a game and say, okay, we'd like our brand to go through this. The studio will receive that request and they'll either approve it or, or decline it. It then instantly gets um, displayed in the game. Um, which provides you know extra revenue for the studios. Uh, we take our cut as well, and it, um, you know we're we're working on tying that into our own blockchain. At the moment, we're we're an ERC twenty token. Um, we are building our own blockchain um, that will work on a DPoS mechanism, um, similar to EOS. Actually, we considered EOS building on EOS, but then we decided you know we all we'll end up doing is, is building on top of another blockchain that might not be taken in the direction that we need it to for the for the games industry. So we're going to have a, a swap of our ERC-20 token to a native coin on our force blockchain. Um, and additionally, on our own blockchain, we will offer the ability to have non-fungible non tokens, um, other third-party dApps and services, but it will all be related to the games industry so they can offer their own services through it. Um, so we're now at a stage we've created some solid platforms and technology we've we've got directly integrated into games compared with competitors who you know integrate with third-party apis um and now we're, we're bringing more games on and 
enhancing our technology. Hopefully that gives you a good overview. I can go into more details, obviously. Yeah, that's really interesting. So I'm thinking right off the bat. So you're saying you have higher player retention. Is that because you're rewarding them cryptocurrency? I saw you have proof of play. Can you explain proof of play to me? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, essentially with the reward system, um, we can work with the studios, set specific in-game challenges. For example, um, get to level five in a, a certain amount of time or win three races. Um, and on the back of that, the players will be rewarded the cryptocurrency for achieving that. Um, the proof of play mechanism is being built on our own blockchain and it will work together with um, the delegated proof of stake system. So essentially, game servers will be able to be nominated by the community to be the essentially become block producers on it. Um, and, you know, player activity... It, it, um, players will essentially be rewarded by playing on that particular game the um, the inflation that um, that is created from the block producers oh. so let's say you know they're, they're, I'm a player I join a, a, a game and they've been nominated as a block producer my activities on that game will now be rewarded from um, the, the, the currency that's created that's amazing yeah there was one called Motocoin. I don't know if you've heard of it. It was so long ago and it barely ever took off. But you had to play like a little motorcycle game and you would get rewarded if you won. Do you remember that? Um, no, I can't say I have. I know, I know there's a few few things coming out now. Well, this was a while ago. This was like probably 2014. But anyways, I'm just amazed. Like You guys are doing like Counter-Strike level sort of 3D games, you know, or World of Warcraft. Yeah. And it's so far advanced beyond what it was even in 2014. Like, it was like 2D back then, anything, any attempt at something like this. And now it's like in a 3D yeah. game. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, our focus is definitely working with, the, you know, indie studios. Um, but we want games that are of a, you know, high quality as well. Um, you know, because the market at the minute is really dominated by the AAA studios, um, and you know there are some amazing games being produced out there from from hardworking studios, and you know they just need a bit of uh, attention really, and um, and the right sort of framework to launch their games through, and and you know reward mechanisms to attract the players and keep them playing. Do you think people will be able to earn a living playing games? Yeah, absolutely. Really. Um, I mean, people. There's um, so many different avenues for people earning money now through, through playing games. For example, you know, you can have streamers. So streamers are, are you know, the top streamers can earn, earn a lot of money. They get sponsorships and things. Um, you know, advertisement as well. Um, with regards to what we're creating, that's exactly what we want to do. We want to reward players, so they'll be earning our cryptocurrency, and then on the back end of that, they'll be able to spend this. Um, in a, on an online marketplace and purchase new, new games or, or you know um, other digital content okay now your idea sounds incredible I didn't understand that before so they could buy games and other content within the games with the token and that gives it value correct yeah that's awesome your initial coin offering is going till when it will end on uh, 11th November and what country are you based in Okay, so it's all still legal there, apparently. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, I wish I was there, because I wish I could launch a coin, but I'm here in the U.S., can't do anything here. Uh, 
yeah, I think the US is actually one of the most challenging markets, isn't it? Um, you know, since they classify everything as a security. Right, I've written a bunch of articles about that. <laughs> All right, so tell me more about Triforce. Is there anything you missed? Um, well, we launched we launched our flagship game, Exemius, five days ago. Um, generated over twenty six thousand US dollars in in sales at the minute. Um, the game's still early access. Um, you know, we're obviously working with them, getting our technology integrated to deliver the dynamic advertisement aspects. We have got, uh, we've actually run live campaigns um, with Vodafone, Sony XN and Domino's uh, for dynamic advertisement through our technology and for one of our games as well. So we've proved, you know, our technology is proven um, and now it's about scaling that up. So can you earn cryptocurrency in the game yet? No, not, not at the moment, no. Until your blockchain launches, right? Launch, trying to build the, build the community up for it. Um, we are obviously speaking to a lot of other games as well. Um, quite an exciting one has just sort of landed on us that we're actually looking at doing a, a huge launch, you know, reward campaign and, and uh, contest launch with it for, for its release date. Um, and, you know, also having sort of rare items within the game as well, tracked to our, our tokens. Um, but that's still in development, really. All right, so uh, when do you expect your blockchain to launch? We uh, are aiming for March next year. And at that point, that's when people can start earning money from the delegated proof of stake, right? Correct, yeah. So the servers are going to get some of the money just for you know running it, and then the players are going to get some of the money. Is that correct? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The community will be able to nominate for the, their games, for, for you know, game servers. They'll be able to list them on an open sort of uh, platform marketplace um they can get upvoted there will be um certain mechanisms in there as well to you know stop people remaining at the top um and, and taking a monopoly on it um so we thought about that quite a lot as well and then of course other third party services will be able to integrate because we're it's um being built with high interoperability so other gaming services can be joined into the network and they can be voted in do you have any idea, based on like uh, calculations or experiments or something, on how much these tokens are going to be worth? Um, I never like to give um, like a valuation, or you know, um, because you just cannot tell. I mean, I agree. For me, it would be wrong to say, "Oh yeah, in a year's time, our tokens going to be worth you know fifty cents or a dollar or whatever." It's just, it's just completely unpredictable you couldn't even make that claim about ethereum or whatever you know you can people say it all the time and they get proven wrong all the time <laughs> yeah what i'm really wondering is like if someone like plays the game a bunch and then waits like five or ten years and crypto has another huge rally or two i wonder if they can become millionaires just from playing the game <laughs> oh yeah that's an interesting that's a very interesting aspect yeah definitely yeah, they'll tell their grandkids, yeah, I was playing this video game, and then I um, walked away from it, I came back two years later, and I, you know, that's how I'm rich. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it'll be stored in, you know, not just in a, in a computer, actually, in the network, so, you know. It'll be like an EOS-style blockchain. Um, are you concerned, by the way, because EOS has problems with centralization, like the blog producers get on a phone call, like, every day? I don't know yeah. exactly, but they yeah, could, like, freeze absolutely. transactions. Are you going to make, are you going to do something to ensure that you're... Uh, crypto's immutable? Yeah, so <laughs> there are definitely 
issues with with EOS about it. You know, so what we're we're doing is, firstly, there'll be an increase in the number of block producers, so it won't be limited to just sort of twenty one. Um, you know, that's there'll be an increase on on that, and also there'll be lockout periods as well. So the game servers that become the block producers won't be able to remain um, in the top spots indefinitely. Um, and it will be entirely down to the community who, who, who vote them up. And there's certain other structures in place as well, such as, you know, making sure huge bag holders can't have a, an overriding influence on it, on the whole network. Yeah, because as long as you have one blog producer that's not, um, you know, working with the other ones, then all the transactions will go through and be immutable, pretty much, right? Exactly, yeah. And the U.S. is not careful to do that. They're more about being centralized, but it sounds like you're taking some precautions to make sure you're decentralized. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's critical, really, because we've seen, you know, all the negative sort of feedback that the ES has, has had regarding that. Um, it's probably going to be, well, there will be uh, features that are, that we don't have that EOS does, for example, you know, pausing the blockchain um, and also the way they have their, their governance system that um, effectively they can recover funds from certain wallets if uh, they get a, a complaint or something. You know, that's quite a... I, I, the principle of it is really good because it can potentially stop fraud, but it also opens it up to, you know, it, it does kind of make it centralised um, and you know, open to manipulation. All right, so now back to the games. Are these games built on a blockchain, like, basis, like the actual game structure, or is it, like, the blockchain stuff's within the game and they're built with other coding mechanisms? So, no, they're, they're, they're built on existing engines, so Unity or Unreal, for example, um, but they've integrated a library that we've created that's connecting to our blockchain technology. Um, so their game gets shipped out with our technology in it to the users, to the end, to the end players. So it's a little bit different as well from, from a lot of, you know, gaming cryptocurrency projects in this space. They're just connecting up with third party services like Steam API or Xbox API or whatever. And they're at a huge risk of just being closed out and shut down. And, uh, you know, suddenly their, their service isn't going to work anymore. Um, not only that, you know, we're able to... You know, our technology is shipped directly to the end users as well. All right, um, so you're like independent of these. Like Microsoft doesn't yeah. allow cryptocurrency sort of in their games. And you're independent? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was something that happened with, with Engine and Microsoft, I think. Um, I think that there were some issues there when they went into mine, uh, Minecraft. Was it Minecraft? Yeah. <laughs> there was, yeah, that... that they had some big issues there, I think. I think they've moved away from that, though, now. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, our focus is all about working closely with the game studios, uh, indie studios, um, and working with them to reward their communities and grow their communities. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but is there anything else you want to yeah. say that we missed? I think we have covered everything. And I really appreciate your time today. Fantastic. No problem. No problem, Zach. It's great speaking to you. All right, thank you, Pete. I'll talk to you later. I'll send you a link. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye. That's all we have for you today on this October 7, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast. Thanks again to Pete Mardell of Triforce Tokens for this deep dive into the crypto and blockchain gaming industry. Come back tomorrow for another podcast. 
This is Space Marine signing out and remember to go to BitcoinNews.com for the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain and crypto analysis.